today's Leading Women episode 113. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Are you looking on expanding your audience through podcasting? Learn how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com to learn more. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Natalie McNeil. Natalie McNeil is an Emmy Award-winning media entrepreneur, best known as the creator of SheTakesOnTheWorld.com, listed on Forbes' top 100 websites for women four years in a row. Natalie's book, She Takes On The World, A Guide to Being Your Own Boss, Working Happy and Living On Purpose, is a best-selling business book for women. Her flagship product, The Conquer Club, helps women build thriving businesses and influential personal brands. So women of the world, Miss Natalie McNeil, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. We are delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are excited as well. So Natalie, I really like what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and idea behind that niche? Yeah, so my company is shetakesontheworld.com, and it started off as a personal blog, actually, for me while I was building another business and just blogging about my experiences, as well as building a business while I was traveling the world. And eventually, that blog really started to take on a life of its own and become its own business. So I decided to take that momentum and run with it and turn it into a company as well. That was only a couple years ago that I decided that this was going to be my full-time job. So I just think that you need to, to look at those opportunities that you have in your life and you need to take them as they come. And that's sort of how I work in my own career and business. I take opportunities and make opportunities along the way. But I feel like everyone everyone is getting those signs every day. You're hearing those voices. You have an idea maybe of something that could be a really good business idea. And then it's just a matter of doing it and honoring that voice saying, this could be something much bigger because so many people have ideas and just leave them alone or wake up in 20 years and say, oh, I wish I had, I wish I had done that. And so when you have that calling, you have to follow it and listen and make it all happen. And so that's what I'm doing right now. I love what I'm hearing about your business and how it evolved and how the idea came into existence. And I'm sure our listeners were curious to hear that as well. Now, what was the defining moment that prompted you to start a business and made you say, this is my business? 
Well, I tell this story a little bit on She Takes on the World. And for me, I was always entrepreneurial. I was the kid with the lemonade stand. I had businesses when I was younger. I really liked money and I honored and respected money. And I just, it's something that I always wanted. But as you go through the school system, you're encouraged to get a real job. And I did really well in school. So people would tell me I should be a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant. Those are things we often tell kids that they should be when they they show um, signs of being gifted or, or being really smart or being at the top of their class. We say, well, you should do this. You should do that. We don't tell them you should consider being an entrepreneur. <laughs> so for me, once I got into um, university, I was thinking I wanted to start my own business. But at the same time, I, I also thought maybe I would go to law school um, and maybe get a real job and maybe start a business eventually. But as I was trying to make a decision, and I did run a small business actually through university, I was trying to decide whether I wanted to get a job after school or to start my own thing. And to give myself some time and space to think about this big decision that I was making, I decided to go to Europe all by myself. And it was on a drive through the Czech Republic where I was doing some soul searching, trying to figure out what was next for me. And I was listening to a song by David Guetta called The World Is Mine. It's a dance song, if you don't know it. I got a lot of radio play uh, years ago. And at the same time, as I was listening to The World Is Mine, I drove by a giant statue of a globe that was like, two stories high that said the world is yours. And that's when in that moment, that's when I knew that I had to follow my heart and what I felt was my calling and to start this business. And the name she takes on the world for the blog actually was inspired by that moment as well. And, uh, I never looked back from that day. I made that decision and said, you know, I'm going to start my own business after school and I'm going to make this happen no matter what. And I'm not going to give up. And it may take a while to build it all and make it happen, but I'm dedicated to this and I feel like it's my path. And that was a really big defining moment for me. I mean, when I saw that globe, my... I was covered in goosebumps <laughs> and the air like sucked out of my lungs. And I just sat there honoring that moment. And I knew it was going to be a huge turning point. And you may not get a big sign literally plop down in front of you, but you know, you're always being, being spoken to your life is always, is always guiding you and directing you towards what's next. And it's just about listening beautiful moment that you've just shared and you know the way you describe it I you, I can totally I, I saw it I mean I saw that moment I feel I felt that moment when you were there on the train and you know listening to this music and then seeing that statue with, with those words engraved on it the world is yours and then got that moment I realized that wow that's this is it this is my calling this is my purpose then you found that wow when you found that when you felt that moment that wow this is it this is this is gonna be what I'm gonna be doing and this is gonna be this is my purpose and I'm gonna follow it because you're right I mean for our listeners out there 
maybe it doesn't happen every time. I mean, for me, it was born out of an event that happened in my life. So with uh, Natalie, it, it was it was beautifully described, beautifully described as she, she told the story about how she found her purpose. So, but there are opportunities are out there. You just have to listen just like what Natalie is, what it is that it is for you and what that opportunity when so that when an opportunity comes, you're ready to take upon it. Love yeah, exactly. that. Exactly. And sometimes it's a, a very small whisper. Sometimes you don't get a big sign. Um, it, it's not a, a really big event. It's a it's a little whisper that you have to honor. And sometimes those little whispers can lead to the most remarkable things in our life if we just listen. Totally, totally. Do agree what with we you feel that. guided to do. Or, now let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this uh, um, vision uh, into a reality. Oh, oh by the way, I, I forgot to ask you about the, your vision or what or what was the compelling vision for your business that continues to drive you towards success day in and day out? Yeah, I just want to help as many people as possible. And that's really the overarching vision. I want to reach millions of people on this planet who I feel could benefit from my message. And so every day, that's what we're working towards and keeping our clients happy and creating new things for them that are really going to serve them. I'm here to be of service. And that's a a big part of the vision for me. All right, now let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this vision into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Yeah, I think you need to nurture um, nurture confidence and being really confident more specifically in the decisions that you're making. It's easy to feel like you... Um, like you don't have what it takes. It's easy to feel like maybe all these other people around you are so much more successful or doing so much better than you. And that's not always the case. And it, it doesn't really matter, quite frankly. You just need to trust in your own uh, abilities and trust your intuition and, and trust that you're making the right decisions for you and your business at the time. So developing that confidence and that trust in myself was definitely a big one. And I know it's a big one for a lot of entrepreneurs. I think business growth and personal growth go hand in hand. So I'm also always working on myself and doing my own work. And I have a daily meditation practice. I do a lot of uh, training. I do training in meditation, training in meridian energy therapies. I do all kinds of different uh, trainings and, and I'm always learning. I'm always a sponge for learning new things from people so that I can grow personally. And I find that as I do that and focus on that, the business naturally grows as a result. Uh, third one. Hmm. I'd say probably resilience because you've got to be able to get up every time you get knocked down. You've got to be able to get rejected and come back from that rejection even stronger and keep going. And I think, you know, I talk to so many people who want to write a book and they'll send their book proposal out to a couple publishers or a couple agents and they'll get turned down and they think, ah, no one's going to want to publish it. 
you know, I've talked to dozens of agents, maybe even like a hundred plus agents and publishers. And it's one of those things you have to find the right one who wants your message and your message is going to resonate with somebody, but it may not happen on the first, second, third, even 20th time. You've got to keep going. And I think being resilient and being able to get knocked down and get back up is a very important quality for entrepreneurs. It takes a lot of hustle. Well said. I love those personalities. You've just shared, you know, the nurturing confidence, uh, working on yourself and being resilient, you know, the, or I usually call it the tenacity and you know, the ability not to quit when faced with some challenges along the way, because uh, there will be some challenges along the way and you have to develop this trace or this or cultivate this qualities that Natalie just shared because I myself um, can relate to what what she just shared. And uh, for our listeners out there, you know, I believe that traits are, you know, your these are traits that you can develop or that you can cultivate yourself and adopt it according to how it applies to you. So we are most of us, we are not born with these traits, but we can develop them and make good use of them. So for our listeners out there, the first one that she, that Natalie just shared is to nurture confidence and work on yourself, continuously working on yourself personally and professionally and having the resilient attitude. Love those personality traits. Thank you for sharing those. Now, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get through those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges? And how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Yeah, I would just say that my biggest challenge was probably, again, it goes back to trusting yourself. And for me, it was a matter of knowing that I had everything I needed within me to grow my business, to make the right decisions, to achieve the goals that I had for myself and for my business. So I think we get stuck in this cycle of always listening to the opinions of other people. And I know for me, I would get stuck in listening to the opinions of my mentors and um, advisors and people close to me, friends, family. And all of a sudden, that was drowning out my own inner voice. Steve Jobs has this quote, never let the noise of other people's opinions drown out your own inner voice. And I love that. And I look at it daily. It's in my office because... You can ask other people their opinions, but ultimately you need to trust yourself. And there were a lot of things I did at the beginning of my business that went against my own intuition. I brought on business partners and worked with business partners in my first business because I felt like I, by myself, didn't have everything that I needed, that I needed other people to be involved. I needed to be able to work with and rely on those other people, but I I had it. It was something that I could do on my own. And now, you know, I don't have any partners on She Takes on the World. And I like it that way. And I'm at a point now where I do trust that I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm going. I'm the best person to make the decisions. And like I said, you can ask people their opinions. I'm always asking people way more successful than me and these mentors that I have, what their opinion is and their advice is. But if it doesn't sit well with me, if it doesn't feel good for me, 
then I don't, I don't make that decision. I don't go with what they say because I think you ultimately always need to trust your gut. And that was one of the biggest challenges that I had to overcome was just always trusting myself. I totally can relate to what you just shared, Anne, because even myself, it's a struggle I, you know, I deal with on a daily basis. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to that as well. But you, you're right. I mean, we, you know, we have to follow what we feel that it's good you know, at, the, at the end of the day when we made this decision. What is good in, from your heart? And, and you know, when you, we have to respect you know, and get to those uh, opinions from other people and, and hear, listen to them as well. But the decision has to come from you. And if it feels right to you, you know when it feels right to you because you feel good about it, you feel happy about, about it. And at the end of the day, it is what matters to you that your decision uh, it really comes from you and it is you who, make, who makes a decision. So it is okay to listen to other people, but at the same time, that final decision, you know, listen to your gut. We call this listen, listening to your gut, listening to your own intuition and knowing that what feels good to you, that should be the, the, the one that you follow. Absolutely. All right, now let's uh, switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships and your business. Yeah, so I uh, I don't really believe in work life balance, and uh, I like to take an approach that Marcus Buckingham takes in a book that he wrote called "Find Your Strongest Life," and he talks about strategic imbalance. And I really like this concept. So, strategic imbalance is where things aren't balanced in this perfect equilibrium, but you imbalance things in a way that feels good for you and feels like your natural rhythm. So for me, I do work more hours than a lot of people like to work, but it doesn't feel like work to me because I love it so, so much. And it's just about strategically figuring out what it is that brings you so much joy and doing more of that and less of what makes you stressed, even if that means that everything isn't perfectly balanced. So I just really um, follow my joy and my bliss and what it is I feel I want to be working on uh, in any given day. There are days where I don't feel like doing work. And unless I have meetings and stuff, I will take the day off. I will spend time in nature. I'll spend time on my meditation mat. My meditation practice is uh, a really big part of my daily life and something that I start every day doing. But yeah, I would say that I don't have um, everything in balance and it's okay because I'm imbalancing my life in a way that brings me joy, which is what Marcus Buckingham talks about. It's a great book. If you struggle with work-life balance and feeling like feeling guilt, I think a lot of women feel guilt because they don't keep everything balanced. And his book, find your strongest life is a great read for anyone who feels that, uh, that imbalance and feels guilty over, uh, ignoring certain areas of your life sometimes. So 
check that one out. Yes, thank you for sharing that resource. And you're right. I mean, to me, I always, I often say work-life balance is a myth for us entrepreneurs because we are so driven and passionate about what we're doing that it's no longer work for us. We love what we do and we don't consider us work. But like what you said, um, take time for yourself. Take time to do all to other things that, you know, helps you or that will benefit you long term and make time for those that are important to you as well i mean there's time to do to work on our business there's time to do have for our personal life for our, especially if you have a family make time for those as well and most importantly I, i'm a big uh, fan of this because as a nurse myself i've seen a lot of people suffering as a result of not taking care of themselves um, physically and mentally so i really uh, strongly advocate that we take care of ourselves because ourselves our body our mind is, is one of our biggest investment and if we are not healthy mentally and physically we're not going to be able to build this business that we are so passionate about doing so make time for those that are important to you and do and what Natalie shared, do more of what brings you joy and not those that will suck your energy. Love the, your take on that. So thank you for sharing. All right. Now let's talk about what success and what, what are some of your benchmarks to measure your success. You know, your business appears to be financially doing quite well. And with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? Yeah, I think there's a lot of different benchmarks. I mean, for me, it, it is about being able to do things that I really love to do and that bring me a lot of joy. One of those things is traveling. Um, I've traveled to about 80 countries now, and that's huge for me. That's probably, in terms of benchmarks, how much of the world I get to see through my own eyes is probably right at the top. So if I can travel... Uh, happily and have all these great experiences and financially be able to do that, that's a huge measure of success to me. Uh, taking time to just relax, you know, being able to spend a weekend at a spa, just completely nurturing my body, mind, spirit, uh, things like that. Absolutely. I mean, success doesn't have to be, you know, big or grandiose. I mean, we can find uh, joy and happiness in small, in small little ways like what Anali just shared. All right, let's talk about one of the highlights of our show. And that's yeah. your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. So Take it back to the past. Yes. Say you're going to start all <laughs> over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learned would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you're headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Well, I think... The first one I've talked about already in this interview, and that's just trusting yourself, trusting your own intuition, even if people who 
feel like they're they're more successful than you and stuff. Even if they're telling you something and it just doesn't feel right to you, trust yourself. Trust your intuition. Um, I think another one would be really nailing down what it is you want and having very clear clear goals and milestones that you're working towards. So for us, we always have a a two to three year plan and vision that we're working towards. And we spend our time making sure that we're walking towards that vision. And that means learning how to say no to. And that's another really big thing that entrepreneurs need to learn is how to say no. If something doesn't serve you. If there's a speaking engagement engagement that you're offered to do, but you have other things that you really need to be working on at the time, maybe it's not quite the right audience, but you feel compelled to do that. You've got to say no, because if you look at your bigger picture goals for the next couple of years, that one speaking engagement may not make a big difference. On the other hand, it might make a big difference and it's something that you need to do. Um, same with things like uh, interviews, blog posts, all of these things like we're always being offered at She Takes on the World to do more and more and more. And my schedule is so packed right now that I'm being very selective with what I'm able to do. And actually, um, after this, I'm probably going to be taking a solid three months off of doing interviews and guest posts for others and and these things that other people are always asking me to do because we have a really big launch coming up in a few months and I'm just not going to be able to take any of my time at all in a day away from those goals that we have which are so crucial to our bigger picture plan. So I think you just need to learn how to say no and say no gracefully. You know, saying no doesn't necessarily make you seem like a bad person. It's being able to say no in a very loving way to people, that can sometimes be uh, a really, really valuable thing to learn how to do in your business so that you can stay laser focused. And that focus on a few huge really takeaways days for our listeners to, to take action on today. Really so thank you ways. for sharing uh, those uh, tips, business and uh, tips and advice for our listeners as well. And let me just summarize those for our listeners. So first is to really trust yourself and your intuition. We call this your gut or your intuition. And the second is to really get clear on your goals and those the milestones that you want to achieve in your business and have those have that vision that you so that that guides you to move forward with your business and the third one is to learn how to say no and to say it gracefully i love that i mean for especially for us women it's so hard for us sometimes to say no because we don't want it we don't want to upset every anyone or like that but you know we have to learn how to say no and when it is appropriate and when it is for the best interest of our business as well. Love those tips. So thank you so much for being generous in sharing those. Now, what's one favorite business resource or tool that you use in your business that's radically changing the way you do business? I would say that my meditation practice actually and these daily short meditations that I do throughout the day, I take these little breaks throughout the day to do them. That is probably my greatest tool right now for staying focused, staying productive and doing all the things that I am doing right now and that I want to be doing. So I actually have... um, 
right on the homepage right now of shetakesontheworld.com and I can share the link with you, but I have three meditations that I do every day. They're just one minute meditations that can be tools that serve you in your business too, if you want to check those out. So uh, they're all in this one video that I've recorded and they only take about a minute each to do. So I would love for you to check those out. And I think, yes, uh, and I'm really a big fan of doing this short daily meditation practice on a daily basis. I mean, I struggled with it in the beginning, but then it got you, I got used to it. Your body really feels rejuvenated and uh, relaxed afterwards. And I started with like with five minutes and then I went to seven minutes. So you progress. And I love what you just shared with us. So she takes on the world.com. Check out that one minute meditation and challenge yourself to do this on a daily basis i mean this is this are one minute we always we we have one minute to just close your eyes and do and really do this meditation yourself because it will really help you absolutely i'm gonna have the, the, the links on our show notes as too, well maybe you can pass now, it on entrepreneurs to are wide readers can you recommend a book that our listeners can get that would help them grow personally and professionally yeah, I guess two of my favorites right now are, I guess, a little bit business, a little bit spiritual and personal growth. Uh, one of them is The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. I uh, love that book. I love the, the principles that he talks about, and they're great for both entrepreneurs and your, your life as an entrepreneur, as well as your personal life. And uh, everything that you want to achieve. And the other one is Marianne Williamson's Law of Divine Compensation. I like how she reframes the conversation around money and how you can look at money. And I think working on your relationship with money is a really important relationship to nurture for your overall growth and success in business. So those would be two books that I have as a recommendation to everyone so that's the seven spiritual really laws of success by Deepak Chopra and the law of divine compensation by Marianne Williamson I'm gonna have those on our show notes as well now Natalie in my mind you are a superhero that's or shall I say superheroine because you have done this you have done that but you've also experienced a lot of challenges that our listeners definitely relate so if you are a superhero or superheroine, who do you want to be and why? And it doesn't have to be a cartoon character, but can be someone that you admire and look up to. Hmm, you know, the superhero you. honestly, I don't want to be anyone other than myself. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, and I know that may sound like, oh, whatever. It may sound a little cliche and, um, you know, there are a lot of traits, though, that I take from other people. But here's the thing. I think that you can nurture any quality within yourself. So if you look up to and admire somebody, let's say I know you have a lot of female listeners. So let's say Wonder Woman. You really love Wonder Woman for her for her strength and this confidence that she has and this sort of no bullshit attitude. That's great. Um, but you have to recognize that you can nurture all of those qualities within yourself too. There's no point in ever wanting to be somebody else 
or step into the shoes of somebody else because there's so much that you can offer the world as you. And if you turn your back on the unique qualities and gifts that you came to this planet with, then I feel like you are robbing us of your unique talents and gifts that you should be sharing because the only person you need to try to be is yourself. Um, Same with somebody like, let's say Oprah is a really big inspiration for you or um, Katie Couric, Ellen DeGeneres. I can think of so many different uh, women who are in our um, realm. I mean, Hillary Clinton's a really big uh, inspiration for me. And I love how she demonstrates resilience, which is a, a trait that I mentioned earlier in this interview too. You can look at any of these women and um, women that seem like they have superpowers and who you're really inspired by and recognize that any of those qualities and strengths that you really admire in that person, you can nurture and develop in yourself too. Sometimes that takes work. Sometimes you need to work with a coach or a mentor, and sometimes it's going to take a a long time to develop those strengths and qualities, but it's part of our experience here and the work that we're doing on ourselves. So I really think you should be just the best, absolute best version that you can be of yourself and recognize that you have a lot of superpowers and things that other people admire about you too, and that they're going to want to nurture within themselves. And the more you step into your own power and honor those strengths and gifts, other people, other people recognize that and you give them permission to tap into their unique, unique strengths. Absolutely. And gifts I mean, so being, that's how I look at that. Yes. I, I mean, be being the best version myself. of and you, of yourself. I think that, from, that is a yeah. great aspiration. We should all be aspiring for be to tap into the potential that we have in ourselves and have other people look at other people as role models, but then strive to be the best version of ourselves. Love that. Last but not the least, Natalie, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service and where they can get it and where they can continue to connect with you. So my flagship program is the Conquer Club. And in the Conquer Club, we are nurturing women entrepreneurs. And most importantly, we're providing the mentorship necessary to take your business to new heights. So that's something that we're going to be opening twice a year. Uh, You can come on over to shetakesontheworld.com to check that out. All the links are there or come directly to the conquerclub.com. We'll be launching again in November and taking on a new class. And it's a pretty extensive mentoring program. You get to work and have office hours with me uh, directly and get your questions answered. So it's not really curriculum based like a lot of other programs. And I think that that is the really big benefit is that you get advice and and help growing your business that's a little more tailored than what you find in a lot of other programs. So I'm really proud of it. We launched uh, back in October of 2013, and it's been a really fantastic journey so far, and I can't wait to see what the future holds, and, and I can't wait to work with more students in that program as we move forward. So come on over and check it out, and I would love for you to Um, grab my free 14-day conquer course as well. And we have that on shetakesontheworld.com. So if you want to get a feel for the conquer club and what it's like to work with uh, 
having me as a mentor and working with me as a mentor, come on over and you can get that free 14 All right, and that's she takes on the world dot com. And by the way, for our listeners, well. so there are all of these fantastic resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at today's leadingwomen.com forward slash Natalie McNeil or just type in her name, Natalie McNeil on the search bar and it will find it for you. So if you are driving while you're listening to this one, I'm going to have all those links and resources on the show notes as well. Now, Natalie, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, everybody, for listening and for sharing your gifts with the world. Podcasting is taking the world by storm. If you are a marketer and not using this platform, your business is missing out on a big opportunity to reach a wider audience. Find out how you can create, grow, and monetize your podcast and take your podcasting skills from novice to experts. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com now. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top three iPhone apps that these high-achieving women use to get things done lightning fast today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash apps for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.